Have you heard about Propane Taxi? Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service, and it's ridiculously easy to order a propane grill tank delivered right to your door. Now's the perfect time of year to get outside and grill with family and close friends or heat up the patio. Make sure you've got propane for any occasion. Go to propanetaxi.com, use promo code TANK10, and your first tank exchange is just $10. Promo code TANK10 for a $10 tank exchange. No delivery fees, no commitment, and no contact. Propanetaxi.com. Propane grill tank home delivery. Promo code TANK10. Good morning, Miranda. Hey, good morning, Roger. How are you today? I am great today. How are you? I am excited, and I wanted to talk to you today about business. Specifically, I'm interested in knowing your opinion. Do you think that you actually have to have a great voice to be successful in business? A hundred percent. I have been in some really boring meetings where someone's just droning on about whatever, and I work in an exciting industry, and if they're just kind of like, I will fully fall asleep. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, that is a dream of every coworker (laughs) to be at a meeting and to have everyone else sound like they're more real than the artificial intelligence creations that are coming out of the electronics world. And yet we're sitting at meetings and we're at work and we don't even know, I don't even know whether the people at the other desk or in the other rooms are asleep or awake because the sounds that are coming out of their mouths are putting me to sleep. So in a perfect world, that's my dream as well, that the people we work with have personality and showcase emotion using the sound of their voices. I just read this amazing article in Inc. Magazine. They took 400 huge companies, companies that had at least 100,000 employees, and they tried to figure out what was the cost, how much were these companies losing by having poor communication, communication from the leaders to to below and communication across workers and teams. And the study proved that in the U.S. and U.K., they say that we're losing $37 billion, billion, not million, billion dollars a year in bad communications, all based on loss of productivity because people don't know how to speak to one another at work. That's a lot. On average... It was $60 million a company. Again, these are huge companies, 100,000 plus employees. But how much are average companies losing? Obviously, thousands and thousands, potentially millions of dollars, because they don't have people that are communicating. The same report also found that when a company had at least even one leader of the company, one head or close to the head, leader of the company that was even a moderately good communicator, that those produced 47% higher returns to shareholders over a five-year period. I don't know how you you can negate reports like that. I don't know how that's not a, a serious problem for those people wanting to be in business and for those people that are already running 
business. That's why I fully believe that if you want to be successful as a business person or in a company, you have to find your voice and a better way to communicate with the people that you work for and that you work with. And the success, I think, of you and of all the companies is literally just sitting right on the tips of the tongues of the employees and the leaders. How can you disagree with that? So when you say it's ineffective communication, is this like meetings that take way too long? Or are you talking about people who just don't even know how to say what they need in a direct manner? I'm talking about people that can't communicate in a way that moves you to some action. So if we're building widgets and I want to convince you that this is the way we should build them, then I need to find a way of influencing you to agree with me, to build it with me, to follow my lead. I have to have some influence over the people that I speak with. Mm -hmm. And then I also have to have a level of communication skills that makes the people that I'm working with feel that I'm listening to them, that I hear them, that I'm excited to be working together with them. So I'm just always coming back to sounds, whether or not I'm speaking to somebody at work and they believe me, that they like me, they want to work with me, and they want to make the company better. And here's where I think the problem stems. And that is for decades, all business communications that are taught in schools, all the courses independently and at schools have been missing the mark because people are taught business communications that words matter more than sounds. And we've talked about this before. I'm a sound guy. And science has proven since the 60s that if you just use words to try to get the people you work with to actually work with you and enjoy working with you, you're going to lose. That you need to create the right sounds that move people emotionally so that they remember what you say and so that they, they want to hear you speak and they want to be with you. But the courses that are taught are still word-based. If I had these words and made this presentation, you'd buy that product. If I step up at a meeting and I present the right words, you'd pick me. I'd get the job. I'd get the promotion. So there was this amazing study that just happened that basically tried to prove when I speak to someone, how many emotions can you actually perceive? Okay, so in social science and all the studies up until this last year, they've only ever been able to really isolate four major emotions, like angry and happy and sad. And then based on those four emotions, there's like subdivisions, which maybe people could sort of think there are 12 different emotions. Really nuanced details. Yeah. Okay. So that they listen to somebody and think, oh, that person is confident or bored. 12 is the maximum that they could ever get studies to prove that people could identify. Mm -hmm. So there was this new study that took 8,000 people and they recorded audio samples. But all the other studies before then had audio samples attached to words. So you'd hear a word or a few words or a sentence, and then you'd be asked to say, what emotion did that person exhibit? So the most they ever got was 12. So this study, what was amazing, was they took words off the equation. They just used sounds. They just 
recorded samples like, oh, mmm, ah. And then they asked people to identify what emotion was that sound. Well, now 8,000 people had no problem figuring out 24 different emotions from sounds, but they could only tell 12 maximum emotions from words. So this is exactly what I've been saying forever. We need to focus on the sounds that we're making because that's what's creating emotional bonds between the people that are listening to you. And if there are 24 different emotions you can make just from sound, stop worrying about the words. You're doubling your chances of making someone believe you, making someone like you, making someone want to work with you if you just have the right sounds. Isn't that interesting? So I bet you'd be a big proponent of verbal communication instead of an email. Because most of my business is I'm communicating with someone. I need to answer a question really quickly. It's so much easier just to fire off a quick email or text. But you're saying get on the phone, walk down to their office, talk to them face-to-face or voice-to-voice. Exactly right. No matter how good you are at writing text in an email, your chance of emotionally moving someone from the words alone written and them reading them is somewhere between four maximum emotions to 12. So they're only going to feel, maybe if you're lucky, four feelings that you want them to feel. So get what you want by asking directly. That's right. And you have certain feelings. That's why you wrote these words. Mm -hmm. But they're only going to connect with maybe somewhere four to maximum 12 emotions. But if you say it to them, you have the chance of them feeling 24 different emotions And then connecting with you on how you feel and then remembering how they feel. And then it's a real connection. You can't possibly do that just from words. That's why I'm telling everybody, stop even texting. Do audio text. Now all of the systems, all the electronics that we have, it allows us to add voice and sounds to it. Send a voice note. That's right. Send a voice note. That's probably why we're more disconnected as a society, because people don't want to have a phone call anymore. They just want to have a conversation via text. And then they wonder why they're really not connecting with people, that they they text people they want them to do this, and it doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. They text people what they're passionate about, what needs to be done, but nothing happens because the people read the text and they were not moved emotionally to action saying, yeah, I believe exactly that way. I feel that way too. Let's get on it. Let's make that happen. Have you heard about Propane Taxi? Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service, and it's ridiculously easy to order a propane grill tank delivered right to your door. Now's the perfect time of year to get outside and grill with family and close friends or heat up the patio. Make sure you've got propane for any occasion. Go to propanetaxi.com, use promo code TANK10, and your first tank exchange is just $10. Promo code TANK10 for a $10 tank exchange. No delivery fees, no commitment, and no contact. Propanetaxi.com. Propane grill tank home delivery. Promo code TANK10. So I get hired by some of the biggest companies in the world, companies like Zappos and Kimberly Clark and Morgan Stanley, and they bring me in and I study the voice of the company. So let me explain. Like Zappos was one of the first companies over the last 10 years that broadcasted their core values. They said, what makes us special is we're a company 
built on core values. This is what's important to us. And they even published their core values, their mission statements, but more so how they felt about things and how their employees felt about things because they wanted the public to say, oh, we feel the same way and we want to buy shoes from you because morally and ethically and emotionally we feel the same way. And yet Zappos at that time, which had maybe close to 3,000 employees, if you heard or if you read their core values, like one of their core values was weird, but a little wacky. And then you called on the phone and you spoke to the customer service department and you were talking to somebody and you thought, oh, this person's kind of weird in one way and a little wacky, but they're not insane. And they're going to be able to help me pick the right tennis shoe that I need to, to play tennis with. And then you call back the next day and you get someone else. Well, what's their version of weird and wacky? Is it so wacky that I'm thinking they're not even going to be able to tell me the difference between American shoe sizes and European shoe sizes, and they're so wacky, I can't even keep track of why I called. You're not going for a stand-up comedy routine. Exactly right. Right. So I realized that even companies that have these big claims of having core values, of this is what we stand for, Nike, you can do it. There's an athlete in you. There's a winner in you. Well, is the company really sending out the message of a universal brand? And then when you talk to people at the company, do you feel that branding? Because I think that's what's going to change how businesses communicate in the future. The ones that have a sound and move people emotionally, and those sounds are attached to their core values, it becomes like, yeah, I totally know what that company's all about. I want to buy that product because I really believe what they believe. I hear it and I'm moved by it. So if big companies are thinking about the sounds they're making and that the public is hearing, then we all need to think the same way. What sounds are we making if we want to be successful in business? Think about this. Every day, people are graduating from colleges and business schools and trade schools all around the world, and they can't even get hired for a great job because they were trained technically. But even if they're lucky enough to get an interview at a place where they want to work, they haven't been trained how to showcase themselves in an interview so that the person who's running the interview wants to hire them, feels like they can't live without them. So nobody's training people how to sound in an interview, and then nobody's getting the jobs. And then somebody comes in with far less credentials, and they get the job because they were able to make the person in the position of power who was hiring like them, want to be around them, see the potential in them. And what I'm saying is science supports, and I've been proving for the last 40 years, that it's the sounds they need to learn to make to achieve that outcome, how to get hired, how to fit into a company, and how, how to have the coworkers listen to them early on instead of waiting 10 years to prove their worth in that company. I have this little challenge, which I often ask people to think about it. I call it the elevator pitch challenge. Okay. Okay, so imagine this. You get in an elevator, mm -hmm. and the person that is right next to you and has already pressed button five, and you're on the ground floor, you see they've pressed button five, and you know who that person is. That is the person that you have dreamed about getting in a room with because you have just the right idea to pitch them. Mm -hmm. You know exactly what product 
they need to make. They're the publisher that you've been dreaming about to publish your book. They're the venture capitalist that you've been dying to get in front of because you know that they might give you the money to fund your latest product. This is somebody that can absolutely change your business career. So you see, the elevator started to move already. You know who that person is. They don't know you. Could you, in four floors left, because it's moving, be able to present yourself and your idea in a way that when the elevator doors open on five, that person would get out and say, here's my card. I really like you. I want to meet with you. I think your idea has merit. Let's get together. Here's the card. Call me. That's my private number. Because if you can't do that, or you think it's a, a huge risk that you can't do that, well, then you're not a good enough communicator. You're never going to get what you want being too scared. You're never going to get what you want if you don't have the right sounds to influence people in seconds that you do have the goods. I often say, and I'm proud of it, that I have the luckiest life in the world, that I'm the luckiest person in the world, that miracles happen to me all the time. And people are like, yeah, right. And I say, no, miracles happen to me all the time. Usually multiple miracles a day. And then they're like, they don't know whether to hate me or, <laughs> or just or say that I'm crazy. And then I say, can I give you my definition of a miracle? And they're like, yes. Okay, here it is. I work all day and night, every day, to be the best I can be. I'm always learning. I'm always growing. I'm working my butt off to be the best I can be all around. I'm doing everything I can to better myself, to learn more, to share more, to care more, to give more, teach more. I'm working 24 hours a day because I never know when lightning is going to strike in the form of a door that just kind of opens or somebody shows up in an elevator and then there's an opportunity presented to me. So I'm working, working, working. This is my timeline. Uh, just working, 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 working all the time, trying to be the best. And then every so often, you never know when that happens, a door opens and an opportunity is presented to me. Now, the miracle is when that opportunity is given to me, hey, Roger, do you want to do a podcast? Hey, Roger, do you want to do a TV show? Hey, Roger, do you want to write another book? When that opportunity is presented, I'm ready. I'm actually capable of doing the task. So the miracle is I made myself ready for all of it and then waited for the second to happen when the opportunity happened and was presented to me and I was ready to do it. That's the miracle. The problem is people don't, aren't working hard enough. The problem is people are not ready when opportunities comes to them and the door opens and then they can't make the most of it. So that's what I'm talking about. So how can we make ourselves ready? I have a little list in my head that I want to share. Okay. These are the things that you need to understand and work on so that you make the most of the way you sound so that when a door opens, you can say what you need to say to prove to the other person that you're ready to accept that opportunity and turn it into a miracle. First thing, the way people speak, they're making other people miserable, making everybody <laughs> sad. I think even making people sick to their stomach based on one simple thing, which I think is the biggest speaking ill in the world. We go down at commas and periods. We talk and then we get to a comma and we go down. 
And basically, music tells us that when we go down, this is supposed to be sad. I really want to write a book. I really want to run the marathon. That going down at commas and going down at periods is you speaking the saddest song you could ever do. It sounds like a lack of confidence. You don't believe your own idea. Lack of confidence, exactly. And literally, you sound sad. And everyone should record themselves speaking and realize that whenever they get to a comma, they go down. And that makes them sound so boring and so sad. It's my birthday. You are making people miserable and boring them. That's the first thing. Stop going down. Go up. It's my birthday. I'm so happy to be in the elevator with you. Going up instead of going down at commas and period. Record yourself and see what you do and then change it. You don't have to be a musical genius to know whether you're going down or whether you're going up. Second thing, we speak like we're using inside voices. We talk like this. We close our mouths. Our teeth are closed. We don't drop our jaws. We do this squeaky hinge, crazy thing, vocal fry. It's like we're just talking to ourselves. And the person in the elevator who's only a two feet away from us, they can't even hear us. They don't know whether we're talking to them, talking to me, talking to God. I don't know. Who are you talking to? Bottom line is we talk so softly that we don't, other people really don't, aren't sure that we're talking to them. Speak louder. Stop using your inside voice. Inside voice is not supposed to come out of your mouth. Once you open your mouth, it's supposed to be your outside voice. Talk a little louder. Next, we don't physically know how to connect with people. We don't understand the concept, which is scientifically proven. When enough sound comes out of my mouth, invisible sound waves leave my mouth and vibrate your body so that you actually feel something physically when I speak to you. But most people are holding their breath and they're too soft so that enough sound isn't coming out. So you're not vibrating the bodies of other people. So speak louder. Take big breaths. Let the air come out when you're speaking so that you can literally vibrate that person in the elevator with your sounds. They can't like you, want to work with you, want to hire you, want to fund your project if they don't feel you. And they can't feel you if you're not letting enough sound literally come out of your mouth and vibrate their bodies. Okay? Next, we use fillers. Uh, um. Uh, um, and then that person thinks we're idiots because we're using non-words. And earlier on today, I told you about sounds can have 24 different emotions. Think about this. Every single time you say, uh, the person could think 24 different emotions that you have absolutely no control over. That you're lying, that, that you don't know what you're talking about, that you're stupid. Random emotions mm -hmm. just because you said, uh, and then they feel something. I'm not willing to take the risk of making people feel something I can't control before I even say words and I try to convince them that they should publish my next book or produce my next television show. Finally, lose the uhs and ums and just close your mouth, breathe through your nose, and be silent in between sentences. Okay, we're trapped in accents that separate us. Accents are amazing. You sound like you're from here. This other person sounds like they're from some exotic place. I'm in love with accents. But then some people with accents pronounce certain vowels or consonants, and I don't understand what they're saying. But it's just a handful of things. Like if you have a full-on Russian accent, 
and you're in the elevator trying to convince somebody in America to do business with you, and your THs are all dis and dat and the other thing, dis and dat. Well, just learn how to bite your tongue, this and that. Then keep the whole rest of your Russian accent, which is amazing, but at least fix the things that are blatantly different and might make the person not understand the words. Here's some other sounds that I want people to think about to be successful in business. Like I've said before, we're not trapped in the voices that we were born with. Get up this morning, record your voice, listen back and say whether that's the ideal voice you think you should have. If that's the voice of the head of, of the company, if that's the voice of the brilliant, unique, amazing you, or if that's just the voice you, you think you were born with, and then decide, I'm going to change it today. My voice is so soft. I'm going to make it louder. My voice is so low. I'm going to make it higher. My voice is so boring. I don't have any melody. I'm going to add melody. Just change it. Just as simple-minded as that sounds, change your voice. You're not, you're not the voice you were born with. You can decide what you want to sound like. These are the ways of being successful in business and also getting over the fear of public speaking. But right now, the fear of public speaking is so real because most people sound boring. As I said, they're making people depressed, sick to their stomachs. They're letting people fall asleep when they speak. They're doing ums. They're doing accents that people don't understand the words. So you have every right to be afraid of public speaking until you fix the speaking that you're doing in public. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I became a voice coach. That's why I'm here on this program to help people learn the sounds that they're supposed to learn. It's time to create voices that will lead companies, influence communities and countries and, and change the world. There are such valuable assets out there for you to study. Pick people that you love. You like Elon Musk? Listen to his speeches and imitate some of the sounds he makes. You like Oprah Winfrey? Listen to her speeches and imitate the sounds that she makes. You can sound like the idols that you have in the business and in the entertainment community. Pick sounds you love, put them inside of your voice. They're not going to look at you and say like, oh, who are you trying to sound like? Elon Musk? They'll just stop falling asleep when you're talking to them. So homework, speak louder. Homework, stop going down at commas and periods. Start recording yourself and listening for monotone. Am I just staying on one note? And then add more notes. Eliminate the fillers. Lead with the sounds of happy and grateful because that's all people care anyways. They only want to be around people that are happy and grateful. And learn to listen to others better. Stop talking all the time and focus on what other people are saying. What do they really feel? Take that into you. Take that into your heart. Take that into your head and then respond accordingly and that's how to have a great business voice and be successful in business. Be sure to subscribe, share this with your friends, and join me in the next episode of Love Your Voice. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. 
He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary.